wake up and smell the coffee. I wouldn't dream of diving into my day with a different drink. Its aroma alone is in a category of its own. There's nothing better than those freshly brewed beans. We'll find out what all the brouhaha is about as we explore everybody's favorite beverage, a caffeinated cup of choice coffee, on today's FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI for your English. And now it's official. I didn't want to jinx it. And to jinx is said un gafe. I didn't want to jinx it and say that we reached 100,000 downloads until it actually happened. And guys, now it's a reality. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Not even in my wildest dreams could I imagine that this little podcast would get over 100,000 downloads in under a year. And the only way that that is possible is because of you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, if you haven't noticed, today we're talking about Java. Joe, that's right, these are two different names for coffee. We love this stuff so much that we've got lots of different names for it. Java, Joe, coffee, whatever you call it, it is delicious and it wakes you up. It perks you up. And to perk up and to wake up are very similar. They make you pay attention. And I say wake up in the sense of espabilado. In fact, I started today's episode with an expression that means espabilate. And that's wake up and smell the coffee. Then I said I wouldn't dream of diving into my day. And to dive into something is zambullirse, tirarse de cabeza. I wouldn't dream of diving into my day with a different drink. Sorry, tea. It's all about coffee in my eyes. Then I said it's aroma alone. Su aroma, right? We say aroma alone is in a category of its own own. And in a category of its own, yo creo que es bastante lógico, es que es una categoría sola. Eh, no tiene rival. Then I said, there's nothing better than those freshly brewed beans. And yes, we call them coffee beans, although they have nothing to do with beans. Well, except that they look like beans. And we'll find out a little bit about that later on in the show. They're not really beans, although we call them coffee beans. Then I said, we'll find out what all the brouhaha was about. Now, did you get my play on words there? Brouhaha. Well, brouhaha is fuss, outcry. Uh, I'm looking it up over here and it says baraunda. I've never heard that word. Bueno, conmoción, revuelo, the brouhaha. But did you catch the joke? I said, we're going to find out what all the brouhaha is about. Because what do we do with coffee? We brew coffee. Hacer un café is to brew some coffee. So did you get it? Well, now you do. Brew, ha, ha, and to brew. Then I said some more alliteration. We'll explore everybody's favorite beverage. Vamos a pronunciar esa palabra juntos. Beverage. No beverage, sino 
beverage. Then I said a caffeinated cup of choice coffee. And obviously, caffeinated is something that has caffeine. If coffee doesn't have caffeine, it's actually called decaffeinated coffee, or más fácil, decaf. But we'll find out later in the show that even that is a myth as well. And the word choice is selecto. The word choose is elección. So if you choose, you make a choice. And you hear that word associated with coffee very often. But I don't know about you guys. The word coffee, uh, the aroma of coffee, just, you know, the mere mention of coffee makes my ears perk up. And remember, there's another play on words because as you remember in the Central Perk episode, the Friends episode, we talked about perking coffee, to percolate coffee. But also if you were perky, you have a lot of energy. But if your ears perk up, that means you pay attention. Despabilas, as I said before. So remember, guys, always play with words. Always dig deeper because there's always something that we can find. Now let's move on to the first myth or misconception about coffee. We call them coffee beans, but they are not habas or habichuelas. They are technically seeds, semillas. They are the pits, and the pit is something that's inside a fruit. So a a peach has a pit, apples have pits, also cherries have pits as well, and these pits, well, they look like cherry berries. You like that? Cherry berries. Uh, And they're found on these shrubs. A shrub is another way to say a bush. But they call them beans, well, because they look more like beans than seeds. Now, I've been drinking coffee, I was going to say for 43 years, but I think that's illegal to give a child coffee. But I've been drinking coffee as far back as I can remember. And I had no idea that they had nothing to do with actual beans. And as with every episode, I learned so much, and I'm going to share all that stuff with you. And I just want to remind you guys, too, that there's a bonus part of the show that if you guys want access to it, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso and get so much more than just this podcast. You'll get bonus audio. You'll get PDFs with all the vocabulary so you can see it. Because believe it or not, visualizing it, seeing it, writing it is such an important step. So you'll have access to those PDFs. And if you're on the higher levels, well, then you'll have access to weekly and monthly classes with me. If you're not sure, if you're up in the air, to be up in the air is indeciso. No worries whatsoever. Just drop me a line. Dime algo and I will send you a free sample. And while we're at it, I'd like to thank all my patrons because none of this would be possible. Not the growth, not the inspiration, and everything else. None of it would be possible without them. So thank you to each and every one of my patrons, especially my super-duper students, Francisco, Tony, Roberto, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, and Lolis. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Carmen, Diego, Diana, and Pilar. Again, if you want more information, contact me. It's all available at patreon.com slash 
Alberto Alonso. So let's get back into coffee. Now, I recommend just the same way I recommended in the pizza episode that you grab a slice of pizza. Well, grab a cup of joe and relax as you learn about this amazing drink, this ubiquitous drink that is really everywhere. Now, if I asked you guys where the majority of coffee is cultivated or grown, you can say, what would you say? What country? Would you say Colombia? Because that was my first choice. Every time we think of coffee in the United States, we think of Colombian coffee. So I thought Colombia. Well, it's not Colombia. Then I thought, okay, well, let's take another guess. And then I said Italy, because I think of cappuccino, and I think of, you know, espresso. And by the way, in the bonus part, we're going to look at where these popular coffee drinks got their names. And if it's anything like me, you're going to be totally surprised. And speaking of being surprised, the correct answer is Brazil. I would, I, I, I'm telling you, not in a million years would I have said Brazil. But in according to the International Coffee Organization, Brazil produces about one-third, un tercio, of the world's coffee supply. The word supply is suministro. I think we've looked at that word too in a past episode when we looked at supply and demand. This business concept that I think in Spanish is oferta demanda. So let's look at the history of coffee. When did it all start? Because now it's everywhere you look. If you go to New York City, there's a Starbucks on every corner. I remember at one point going to a Starbucks and looking right across the street and seeing another Starbucks. And all I kept thinking was, wow, business must be good. People are drinking this stuff up. But if you're like me, then you want to know where this began. So let's rewind. Well, if you believe urban legend, then it dates back to 800 AD. That's crazy. 800 AD. And legend has it, la leyenda dice, that the 9th century, I was going to say 19th, no, no, 9th century, el siglo nueve, well, goat herders. Now, a goat herder is somebody who herds goats naturally. And obviously, goats are cabras, and to herd is arrear. So now I know what my grandmother was saying to me. My Andalusian grandmother used to tell me when I was stalling, tardando mucho, she would say, arrea, arrea. Well, it's also the word masa multitud manada rebaño, herd. And it's a really cool word because it sounds like the word herd, oí. So you could literally say, oí una manada, I heard a herd. Well, according to this legend, it was goat herders that noticed the effect that the caffeine had on their goats. Now, I don't know about you. It sounds nice, but it sounds a little too Hollywood for me. And it gets better. Supposedly, these goats, these goats, excuse me, when they ate these berries, they started to dance or did something that looked like dancing. They took note. They they made observations and they said, "Well, wait a second. This this is powerful stuff." And then a local monk 
un monje made a drink with it. He found out and later realized that he was tossing and turning, dando vueltas en la cama all night long. And according to urban legend, well, that was where coffee was born. But I like urban legends and all that, but I'm more into some hard facts, some credible evidence. And the earliest credible evidence of coffee drinking as a modern beverage, coffee the way we know it today, was back in modern-day Yemen, in southern Arabia. This was in the 15th century, and they even had shrines, altares, made for coffee, and they started to roast it. Uh, you say tostar? Uh, I always get confused with those, to roast coffee, and they started to brew it, and th well, those are things that we still do today. So, depending on if you believe the old wives' tale, es otra forma de decir, leyenda urbana, then it's the ninth century. But if you're going with historical evidence, then it would be the 15th century. So now let's look at the different kinds of coffee. You've got Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, and Nescafe. No, I'm joking. <laughs> No, those are brands. Those aren't kinds of coffee. In fact, a lot of those are mixes. They blend. Otra forma de decir mezclar, que lo vemos con whisky también, is to blend. And they blend a lot of different coffee beans together. And they grind them. In fact, the word grind is moler. But seriously, there are two kinds of coffee. I had no idea. Arabica and Robusta. Or Arabica. No, I think it's Arabica and Robusta. Basically, these the, the, the one that's grown the most is the Arabica species. Now, the less popular species, obviously, then, is the Robusta, which, as you can tell from its name, it tastes a little bit more bitter, más amargo. But it has more caffeine. So, which one do you want? Arabica or Robusta? I know it's less popular, but I'm all about the caffeine, so I'll take a nice hot cup of Robusta. And in the bonus part of today's show, we're going to show you how to order a coffee. Because, yeah, I guess it could be easy, or maybe it isn't. I still haven't figured out how to order a coffee at Starbucks. It's impossible. You need a degree. And then earlier I told you that I was going to tell you about decaf. You can say decaffeinated coffee, but it's a lot easier to say decaf. And supposedly, it's not really decaffeinated. Now, there is very, very little caffeine in it, but there is caffeine. Let's look at a comparison between a regular cup of coffee, which gives you about 95 to 200 milligrams of caffeine, and decaffeinated coffee, or decaf, as I just told you, only has 12 milligrams. So, it's not caffeine-free. It kind of reminds me of this cerveza sin alcohol. If I'm not mistaken, si no me equivoco, there is a very small, a very minute amount of alcohol. Y esta palabra es muy interesante because minute es minuto, pero también se puede, puede pronunciar minute. ¿Y te suena como una palabra diminuto, pequeño? 
Aha! As one of my students says, uh, he goes, Spanish is like English in the end when you think about it. Well, guys, we aren't as different as you think. In fact, if you speak a Latin language, whether it be Italian or Spanish, it will give you an advantage when you're learning English. You're going to learn all these big words, palabrones. But there's just one problem. The words that we usually use are the phrasal verbs. So you could say, we are going to postpone the meeting. Que suena perfectamente como posponer. Pero sería mil veces más natural decir call off. So, what am I getting at? I'm getting at the fact that you need to know all these phrasal verbs. Why? Because nine times out of ten, that's the one we're going to use. Now, in the United States, there's this classic battle royale, and it's between Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. And the clear winner for me is Dunkin' Donuts. Now, I know what you guys are going to say, and, and I accept it, and you're right. American coffee, in general, is watered down. Aguado. In fact, here, if you order un café americano in Spain, they give you a coffee with hot water. And I understand that. It's just a very different concept. You believe in going to the corner, having a quick coffee, a cigarette if you smoke, and then going back up to work. But in the United States, we feel like it's important to sit there and sip that coffee all morning. I consider it more like an IV drip, como intravenous. So I'm going to go with Dunkin' Donuts. And it's just the clear choice because as far as I'm concerned, Starbucks is just, it is so expensive. It's overpriced. And to be honest, I'm not a coffee connoisseur, but I will tell you that it tastes really bitter to me, and it's not a really good taste. I mean, sure, if you put mocha chocolate and caramel and whipped cream, not that sure it's going to taste good. Anything will taste good if you put cream and sugar and fat on it. But I'm just saying the black coffee, cafe negro as we call it, a black coffee. And I think the clear winner in my book is Dunkin' Donuts. So Dunkin' Donuts, if you're listening and you want to send me a free one-year supply of coffee, that would be wonderful. And an interesting thing about Dunkin' Donuts, well, first of all, the word dunk is mojar. And if you think about it, in the United States, a lot of people dunk their donuts in their coffee. Well, there are 25,000 different ways to order a coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. And here I was getting confused at Starbucks. That's right. Dunkin' Donuts did the math. Lo calcularon. And they realized that they could customize drinks in 25,000 different ways, coffee drinks that they serve without repeating the same drink twice. So I guess that's the first question you have to know. How do you like your coffee? Or how do you take your coffee? Y esto es muy interesante because we say, oh, I had coffee with my mother. Pero cuando decimos cómo te gusta, how do you take your coffee? Esto es una excepción cuando podemos usar take. But in general, if we say tomar algo, we're saying to have. So what I would do is just get in the habit of using have. You don't know how many times students said, Alberto, let's go take a coffee. And I said, well, I'd prefer to pay for it. You know, I don't want to do a dine and dash. Un simpa. And we couldn't talk about coffee without talking about Starbucks. We've already mentioned these guys a couple times. But what did they do? They, they took coffee drinking to another level. 
it, for them, it wasn't just about the coffee. It was about the experience. It was about bringing coffee drinkers together in a creative space. So they were thinking a lot deeper than just a cup of coffee. And think about it. That's the only way they can justify charging 4 or $5 for a coffee that normally costs anywhere from 50 cents to a dollar. So their marketing is not just about coffee. They're selling you a feeling. They're selling you a brand. They're selling you an idea. I remember when I lived in Hollywood, I would go into Starbucks and it was all screenwriters and actors and people work. And I was like, wow, this is a hip place. Hip siendo de moda. And well, they, <laughs> is it working? Yes, it's definitely working. Starbucks opens an average, vamos a pronunciar esa palabra juntos, an average of two stores per day. Are you serious? Oh my God. They've got more than 29,000 locations around the globe. And let's be honest, just like McDonald's, they've got the best real estate anywhere. You're going to find Starbucks at all the greatest locations, whether it's Times Square, Piccadilly Circus, Starbucks will be there. But I won't be there. Nothing against Starbucks, but uh, if I drink Starbucks coffee, I will go broke. Me quedaré sin blanca. And we're going to start wrapping up this first part of the show, but I'd love for you to join us in the bonus part of the show. Again, if you're not sure, let me know, and I'll send you the bonus audio. No strings attached. Sin compromiso. But in the bonus part of the show, we're going to look at where the word coffee comes from. The etymology. I'm also going to tell you how to order a coffee in the United States. We'll also look at the most expensive coffee in the world. We'll look at coffee that was banned. Yeah, many times in history, they've tried to ban, prohibir, café. It's crazy. But we'll also talk about the other side, the health benefits as well, and how the Boston Tea Party helped popularize coffee in the United States. All that and much more in the bonus part of today's F. Why? 